Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, hour number two here on the program. Big thanks to Seth Stokes uh, for, for joining the program, hour number one. As we mentioned um, at the top of hour number one, um, that VFL Bobby Majors, a brother of Coach Johnny Majors, um, was All-American there in 1971, Coach Majors. Will, uh, Bobby Majors will serve as a guest captain for the Volunteers during the coin toss. And uh, Coach Heupel talked to Bobby Majors yesterday morning and uh, said that uh, he got a chance to talk to Bobby Majors. He's looking forward to having him here and being able to celebrate the Johnny Majors Classic, recognizing him, his family, his efforts, and what they meant to Tennessee football. I'm excited to have him here this weekend to be a part of our corn toss and that celebration. So, um, Pittsburgh will have Jackie Sherrill as their guest captain, and Tennessee will have Bobby Majors, VFL Bobby Majors, to be our guest captain uh, and present there for the coin toss. So, I knew Tennessee would step up. It was announced earlier in the week that Pittsburgh would do that with Coach Cheryl. I knew Tennessee would would would, would step up and announce uh, something similar. So, no surprise there. Uh, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, noon game. One of the best games um, in the country. Right now, Pitt is a uh, three-point favor, and the over-under is at 56 point. Five touchdown turnover. This game will hit the over touchdown turnover. Tennessee pit game will hit the over, which right now is at fifty six point five. Fifty six point five, my friend. I say touchdown. I I do think that it'll hit the over. Of uh, fifty six point five, that's what like a math thirty to twenty six type of game, and 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 that's what I envision uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, like a thirty one to twenty eight or twenty eight to twenty seven, which, which would. Uh, Technically, be the under by by a half, but I, I think the the winning team is is going to have around thirty points. Uh, is my point, and I, I don't think the losing team is is going to get blown out. I, I expect this to be a, a close game. The only result that would <clears throat> surprise me is if either team got blown out. I, I honestly, as we hit hour two here on the show, I, I have no feel for who's going to win the game. I really don't. Uh, there's just so many question marks surrounding Tennessee. Still, even despite playing one game, so so many unknowns. Just because uh, you're supposed to beat Bowling Green 38 to six, if not mm-hmm. worse. So uh, you saw some things that you liked. You saw some things that you didn't like. But it it really wasn't a true test. It was like a a mock test, a practice test. It was. So there, there's so many question marks with this football team uh, and, and the possibility of, of Tyon Evans being out really brings into question one of the things that I was confident in 
going into the game, the the running game, and I I still expect the the running game to to be efficient for the most part, but I, I'm still worried about it. It'll be without Cooper Mays potentially. Um, who, who knows what his status is? I mean, he, he's dealing with a pretty significant ankle sprain, not significant to where it's going to keep him out for for multiple weeks. Uh, there is a chance that he plays, so it's it's not severe, severe. But I mean, it may cost him a game, so it's not a, a simple tweak of of the ankle. Uh, so you're going to be without your starting center potentially. I'll be surprised if he, if we don't see him, man. You know, um, usually when you have guys that that have you know, pretty severe ankle sprains or just ankle sprains in general, where um, playing in the game is in question, you see guys like walking around in those in those boots, man. Like I like I remember I had my ankle sprain. I wore my boot all the time. Unless I was in the shower or in bed or uh, at practice. But every other time I wear that boot because it just puts, you know, it just helps you with unnecessary pressure and stress of wearing a normal shoe. I mean, it just protects, it just protects your ankle, protects your foot. And so, um, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see Cooper rocking no, no boot. You know, walking around and yeah, but how effective can you can you be? Just because you don't have a boot on doesn't mean that you're going to be effective or be able to to play. No, what I'm saying like if you're not in there, you know, you're not practicing, you're not doing anything. You know, I feel like you should you should be having a boot on. And right, you know, the fact that I didn't see him with a boot makes me feel like you know maybe that ankle is is not as bad as I thought it was. But that's again, that's just me, my opinion from. Um, you know, when I played, and uh, I don't think medicine has you know, evolved that much when it comes to ankles to where, you know, you're not going to wear a boot if you have an ankle sprain because you want to, again, you want to protect that ankle as much as possible. So, you know, when I, when I saw Cooper, um, I didn't see a boot, which, which you know, my thought at that time was, oh, okay, ankle may not be that bad. But you know, let's see what happens, you know, when it's a game time decision and how the ankle feels and – um Understand. I would label him very questionable. Yeah, I just it's just weird to me. That's just weird, you know. It's it's, it's going to depend on like you just said how he how he feels tomorrow. How did how does he feel when he wakes up? And here's the other thing. Even if he is able to give it a go, how effective is is he going to be? Because the interior of Tennessee's offensive line has a huge matchup tomorrow. I talked about it a little bit yesterday but Kalijah Clancy Pittsburgh's defensive tackle uh who is very talented that that is a matchup Tennessee has to win because he is capable of of blowing up run plays moving the pocket pushing the pocket penetrating the pocket I mean he everything that a, a defensive line coach wants a defensive lineman to do Pitt defensive tackle Kalijah Clancy is capable of doing it so can Cooper Mays be effective going up against arguably the most important matchup on the offensive side of the ball with a bum ankle? And if if Cooper's not able to go and it's it's the same lineup that we saw last week without Cooper with Carvin at center, Ollie Lane at left guard, can, can that unit be effective? Mm-hmm. It was effective against Bowling Green, but it should be effective against Bowling Green. How, how does it – 
fair against a, a legitimate Power Five opponent. That that is a, a big question mark. So I say all that to to kind of even question the running game going into the game, especially when when it when it's looking like Tyon Evans isn't going to be available. All of a sudden, a, a running game that that looked really good last week against Bowling Green. Maybe it's just me, but I don't have as much confidence in it. Yeah, I mean, so when you look at Cooper Mays and his availability being questionable, let's say he doesn't play. Well, if he doesn't play, just the replacement at his position, you know, I feel I feel good about in Jerome Carvin. Just Jerome Carvin replacing Cooper Mays. He's a guy that's played here. He's played significant football. Like, player versus player, like, that. that's – like I'm cool. The question is now, who's replacing Jerome Carvin, and is he good enough, or will he play good enough to where the group doesn't have any gaping weaknesses? Um, and Pitt tried to expose those. So I guess now you're looking at Ollie Lane or whoever's going to play guard and go, okay, are you are you ready to step in and not be the weakest link? Where now they'll try to attack. Um, you know, the new guy. So that's that's a matchup to look at. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually more concerned about Ty and Evans not playing than I am Cooper Cooper Mays not playing. In terms of affecting the run game. Yeah, because you're going from and I think Tyon had, you know, the better day last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like both of them had a Really good day. Don't get me wrong. Between Jabbar Small and Tyon Evans, but Tyon just flashed to me a little bit more because of his ability to change directions um, and, and finish runs and things like that. And I was really uh, excited about him uh, following up that performance with another one this week. Him not playing now, you're you're trusting a true freshman. If you're looking kind of at the pecking order, Jalen Wright is next. So now you go from Jalen Wright number three. Tyon Evans doesn't play, and now he slides in number two. He's a true freshman. Didn't have the best uh, day as, um, you know, his his debut running the football from a uh, reading the hole and, and hitting it um, standpoint. But he played, didn't turn the football over. But, um, you know, he, he, has to, he has to see the football feel a little bit better uh, against Pittsburgh. Can't bounce. Um, you can't be reversing fields here and there like you do in high school. Um, but, again, this, he's a true freshman, and he's sliding into the number two spot. So the number two spot last week got about 15 carries. So now it's like, all right, here's a guy that got a few carries. So now possibly getting 15 carries, what is he going to do? I wonder if you'll see an uptick in, in carries for Jabari Small as well to, to maybe – get Jalen Wright to that 8 or 10 carry mark mm-hmm. instead of him getting to 15, 16, which is what Tyon was at last week. Instead of getting Jalen Wright to that standpoint, get him to to 8 or 10 and, yeah. and then give those extra 5 to 7 carries to Jabari Small. I, I wonder if we'll see Jabari around 25 carries. If you run, I wonder. yeah. If you're a running back, you have to, you have to prepare to to take on that load. Now we don't we don't see running backs today. You know, get 25, 30 carries. We rarely see it today. But you know, if you're Jabari Small with Tyon Evans being out, you know, you have to you have to mentally prepare yourself to be willing to do it and able to do it. He has shown his maturity as a young player. Um, so 
I believe he'll be okay if he's asked to carry the football 20, 25 times. For sure. And here's another big question about the running game because of uh, the, the tie on Evans development. Who's the, the number three back? Uh, who, is, who is going to be the number three back? Last week it was walk on Marcus Pierce, and Jerry Mack explained that uh, Marcus Pierce's preparation and, and, and dedication is what led him to earning that role for that particular game, just that he handles his business the absolute way it should be handled from spring through the summer, fall camp. Marcus Marcus Pierce checked off all the boxes in terms of, of preparation. Is he still the, the the number three back? Or did Laneith Whitehead take a step forward? That was that was what was surprising to me about Marcus Pierce playing. Not that Marcus went in front of D Beckwith, but that he went in front of Laneith Whitehead. Cause I, I thought leaving spring, Laneith Whitehead was the fourth back. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I just was not expecting D Beckwith at, at all, uh, just because you, you don't hear much buzzer about him right now from a running back perspective. Uh, so who who is that number three back? Because if, God forbid, Jabari Small goes down in the first quarter due to injury and can't return for the game, Tennessee is in a world of trouble all of a sudden with, with a true freshman, Jalen Wright, who – I think he's going to have a nice freshman season, but he's he's still playing in his second career game and went from being the third back to, to being the guy that <laughs> got to tote the rock. That that <clears throat> That's a significant change in roles. So uh, it whew, that running back situation felt the best about it exiting fall camp of, of any position on the offense. And now all of a sudden it's it's a huge question mark. Yeah, that's something I'm keeping an eye on. But you do have a quarterback that can run. You do have some, you know, you do you do have a guy like Valus Jones that man you can put back there and hand the ball off to and do some things with that um, basically plays the receiver position like a running back um, as his time as college football player. So if you are the offensive staff, you do have some options, man. Um, who we got on the phone? We have David in Louisville. David in Louisville, man. Good morning. What's up, Swain? What's up? What's up? Hey, uh, my my real big concern uh, about the tie on Evans situation is pass protection because you bring Jalen right up to that that second uh, spot. I don't. I've never seen him try to pick up a blitz. I saw Ty on Evans hold some people up, and it was Bowling Green. But he's grown. He's a little bit older, right? Juco uh, Jabari's been in the program. He can pick up. You know, an extra uh, person if they decide to send them. Um, Great point. And pass, for, pass protection is the, the scary thing, especially if Joe wants to take his time again this week and figure out who he wants to throw the ball to. Um, you know, so, again, run, running the ball is one thing. But, you know, if if we want to do some of these, you know, double moves or, or, or deep deep routes, um, you usually got to have your backer in there, your, your back to uh, to pick up on pass pro. Mm. And um, if we have to ask Jalen Wright to do that too much, um, I don't. Again, I've never seen him try to do it against uh, 
a Division One college opponent because he's a true freshman. So that worries me quite some. And then the other thing I want to hit on, I did not realize that Ollie Lane would be first man off the bench on our O-line. Um, again, I haven't you know, watched practice or heard much um, about, you know, situation when if Cooper was to go out. But you saw how quick, fast, in a hurry, Ollie switched from center to guard after, what, one series? Um, and I just – I thought there might have been a couple other names up that, that would have came in before him, not knocking Ollie Lane. I just hadn't heard much about him besides really nothing. So, um, like you said, that's a real concern. Car- Carvin had to go to center quick, fast, in a hurry. And can Ollie Lane hold up against a, a formidable – defensive line not bowling green but um love you guys i'll, I'll be in kneeling tomorrow and uh hopefully we can pull out a w but that's what good coaching staffs do they adapt mm. we gotta figure it out that's right that's right you gotta you gotta make adjustments on the fly something that um you know k mays said that he noticed happened in the game against bowling green and now it just magnifies you know by 10 when you're playing in a bigger game against bowling green you're playing a team for the first time uh, in a long time now, there is some familiarity between Josh Heupel and, and Pat Narduzzi because Pitt in Central Florida played in 2018 and in 2019. And so Pitt does have that on their side. Um, but it's not like you play these guys eighth game of the season. This is Heupel's first year at Tennessee, first, first time test. with these players. And so – the only tendencies that Pitt can really pick up on are those from the first the first game, and you know seeing how Joe Milton uh, didn't handle or handled himself as a quarterback and try to get a read on what he could possibly do uh, in this in this game on Saturday. Now in eighteen, um, Central Florida got the best of Pitt. Hyper got the best of Pitt. They won forty five to fourteen, uh, and in nineteen two thousand nineteen, Pitt won by one point. Um, I didn't even answer the question for touchdown turnover. I just made you answer it about the over and uh, under. We got uh, sidetracked by running backs too. Yeah, so I, you know, I asked you, uh, will we see the over in this football game that is at fifty six point five? Now, um, the last time Hypo went up against against Pitt, um, that was in nineteen, and that was sixty nine points. Um, nice, and so that was a, that was more. The, obviously, then 56.5. In 2018, we saw uh, 59. So, when these two teams, excuse me, when these two coaching staffs, uh, Pat Darduzzi versus Josh Heupel, when they meet, uh, they have, in the last two times, they have reached the over. So, I'm going over um, as well. I think we will see the over. I don't think um, our defense, although doing a good job last week preventing a touchdown, uh, I got a lot of respect for Pickett. Uh, I think he's going to make some plays. I think Tennessee's going to make some plays. I think this is going to be uh, a situation where the score is over. Ah, uh, oh, man, that, that Tyron Evans being out, man, that, that hurt my feelings right there. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, he may be the – even after one game and, and maybe we're – Jumping the gun a little too soon, but maybe your best playmaker on offense. I mean, just from the first game, you say that from the first game. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it would be a, a hot take to predict that he, he would be the, the best playmaker throughout the season either. I, I wouldn't blame somebody for thinking that. I mean, 
or look at him sideways. What hey, whether he is or not, he he he'll he'll have the opportunities uh, when he when he comes back, and he got more opportunities in the first game. You know, you can look at you can look at Valus Jones, and I, I like Valus Jones' game, but he plays wide receiver, and you know, there's a lot that has to go into a receiver getting the ball and getting the ball. It's just easier to get the ball to the running back. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's easier to get Tyon the ball. It's easier to give Jabari Smalls the ball rather than uh, a receiver unless you're very creative in, in, in getting Valus Jones included in screens and, and, and reverses and straight-up handoffs. I just – I honestly think we should treat Valus Jones like he's like Cordell Patterson was, has been using the NFL, man. Just find ways to get that man to football, man. Um, he is too explosive, too fast not to. Not to. Yeah, and again, not not to harp on the O line issues, but that that's actually more concerning to me about the the running game going into this game than than the potential uh, true freshman Jalen Wright being the the, the second running back because I, I don't think last week was an accurate representation of him. I, I think he'll 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 be better than than he was last week, but. But just knowing that they've got Kalijah Clancy on the other side, and, and I guarantee you that even if uh, Cooper doesn't play and, and you still got Carvin in there, I guarantee you they slide him over and line him up over Ollie Lane. Yeah, I mean, you can do some combo blocks and you can maybe run away from a guy. Uh, you can add in some extra protection, you know, possibly. You know, when you're dealing with someone like that on the defensive line, um, you know, I definitely respect your opinion. Uh, I, I just I just think there's some things you can do to to to, to 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 for sure to account for that, and I don't know what you can do to replace a dude like Tyon Evans that can make guys miss in space the way he was able to. And then you know our guy uh, David brought up a really great point about the pass pro hmm. in the running and the passing game because that's important. You want to hit plays down the football field, you got to have the protection to do it. And you know we we have smaller backs. Tyon, you know, kind of built like a uh, you know, built like like Travis Henry a little bit, you know, in the lower body, and um, you know, got some weight in his butt, so he can you know <laughs> stand up those linebackers and be able to hold himself, hold his own, and pass protection. I don't know if Jalen Wright can do that. We haven't seen it, so that was a really good point by David, uh, because if that's the issue, then that you're gonna be missing Tyon even more, not just him as a runner. And and his fellow backs have have said that he is the best pass protector pass pro guy that that is in the backfield they they say that he's the best at pass pro I mean I, I think both if Cooper does not play I think both losses are equally as as big of a loss and I I we got sidetracked on the running backs because of my original point of there, there's just so many question marks with this football team going into this game and, and the running game was the the one thing that that I felt good about that that I had confidence in, that I kind of had a, a feeling for, and you take out Cooper Mays, you take out Tyon Evans, and it, it looks totally different. But, I mean, we kind of expected that going into the season because of the team's lack of depth. I mean, this is when you miss Riley Locklear. Riley Locklear would slide in over at left guard and, and Carvin slide in at, at center. Or Locklear play center and Carvin stay at guard. And th- this is the type of situations – <laughs> that we hoped and talked about Tennessee hopefully avoiding throughout the, the offseason because th- there's just not a ton of depth on this football team. Yeah, it's hard to expect 
offensive line to stay healthy when there's, there's pileups every single play. Mm-hmm. Um, John Kay from South Carolina says, another day talking about Tyon's butt shaking my head. QC Rodney says, did we throw any to the running back last week? I don't know, but the second quarter felt like an extended scrimmage on offense, working on deep pass game. I expecting to see much different offense this week. Yes, me, me too. I don't remember off the top of my head a running back catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, I do remember some quick raise up and you know passes to the receiver to the perimeter. I do remember some of those. I don't remember any swing passes, things like that, to a running back. Yeah, I I don't recall any running backs really making plays out of out of the backfield as as a receiver. I don't recall one single catch. I don't even, I don't recall a target. Yeah, I, I don't either, man. But I think that was on purpose and them being vanilla on purpose. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Swain event. Be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-382. 7007. 42nd Street. Brand. Strategy. Design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. When you see the happy face on our truck, you'll be smiling because you'll know that you're in love. At Hiller, we care about your family's comfort all year long. If you get caught without air conditioning this summer, we're offering a free service call with any repair. That's a free service call when we do the work on your HVAC system. Visit happyhiller.com to schedule your appointment today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. 
there is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue, the search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Swing event fueled by Dead End Barbecue around the SEC. Ben, what you got for the people today? Uh, Going to preview the weekend's set of SEC matchups here for you in just a second. But first, want to uh, give you a college football nugget. This was on Wednesday. UCF officially submitted its application to join the Big 12. A source within the AAC confirmed to the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, this came from Brandon Helwig first, uh, who covers UCF for Rivals. 
So UCF applying to the Big 12. Thought that was interesting. Apparently, UCF or schools like UCF, Memphis, Houston, and Cincinnati are all trying to work their way into the Big 12. I mean, if you're the Big 12, you I mean, you should you be. You take should, them now while you can. Yeah, you should be happy about, about that. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that the prestige level of the Big 12 is it's going to go down. I mean, that, that's just all there is to it. The Big 12 just just needs to embrace it and, uh, in my opinion, scoop up all the, the best group of five schools, Memphis, Houston, UCF, Cincinnati. Those, those would all be good additions for the Big 12, in my opinion, in multiple sports too, not, not, just, not just football. So something to, to keep an eye on as – college football as we know it continues to change uh looking around the sec this weekend here's saturday's slate of games you've got three games at noon pittsburgh at tennessee obviously the best one Pitt a three-point favorite on espn you've got south carolina playing at east carolina south carolina is traveling to ecu who schedules that uh, that's, that's what I was thinking. Uh, again, that game's at noon on ESPN2. South Carolina is two-point favorites. Uh, Alabama State plays at Auburn at noon on the SEC Network. That game doesn't even have a line. Uh, Florida plays at South Florida. Florida plays at USF, who USF lost to NC State last week, 45 to nothing. And Florida plays at South Florida, they'll That's play uh, in Raymond James Stadium, in, in the Buck Stadium. Uh, Florida is 28.5-point favorites. That game kicks off at 1 o'clock on ABC. Man, I'll have all odds on that game, man, um, as much as I can. I, I haven't decided how I was going to watch the game on Saturday, but uh, my odds will be on that one because Tennessee – Plays those guys here in a few weeks. So, Unfortunately, I don't think you'll get to learn much just because USF is so bad. But next week, when Tennessee's playing Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. They play Alabama. In Gainesville mm-hmm. at 3.30, which I don't know how much you're going to learn from that game <laughs> either. Oh, I'm going to learn something from I'm gonna learn something from all their games. Nah, I know, I know. Uh, UAB at Georgia, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Georgia 24-point favorites. Uh, Texas A&M at Colorado at 3.30 on Fox. A&M is 17-point favorites. Uh, Mercer at Alabama. I I think we as a nation need to come together and not allow Mercer to play Alabama. Mercer does not need to be on the same field as Alabama. Alabama should not be allowed to play cupcake games. Well, I mean, that's that's why attendance is, is a problem when you have games like that. So nobody's trying to watch that game, and no. uh, not even Alabama fans are not. You know, they're not trying to watch that game either. No, uh, Texas is at Arkansas, renewing the old rivalry from back in the day, the old Southwest Conference. Uh, that game kicks off at seven. Uh, Texas is seven point favorites. That game will be on ESPN. NC State at Mississippi State. A pair of 1-0 football teams. Uh, that game kicks off at 7 on ESPN2. NC State is one-point favorites. You've got Austin P traveling to Oxford to take on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Game kicks off at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Missouri at Kentucky. That's a big-time football game. 
despite the, the names of the teams. Uh, it should be a good football game is my point. Uh, SEC Network, 730, Kentucky, five-and-a-half point favorites. Uh, McNeese State at LSU, 8 o'clock on ESPN+. And that has an interesting storyline because the McNeese State quarterback is Cody Orgeron. Coach O's son is the quarterback there for McNeese State, and he'll be playing in Tiger Stadium against his dad. That's pretty cool. I wonder if Dad's going to tell him that he's wearing a CC blue shirt because McNeese State is the same colors as uh, basically UCLA. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, a tad a tad bit off of the blue, but you know, still wear blue and gold. Hey, son, you bring, in here. you bring your ass in here with that CC blue shirt. I didn't raise you to wear a CC blue shirt, son. Hey, please. Man, you look good in that in that blue shirt this week. That's what Coach O's saying after <laughs> last week backfired on him. And then the last game, 10 o'clock at night, CBS Sports Network, Vanderbilt at Colorado State. So there's there's some intriguing games. I I underestimated the, the table this week. I, I am an SEC football nut, so... There, there are several games that intrigue me uh, around the conference. South Carolina at East Carolina, uh, A&M at Colorado. That's, a, that's an interesting trip for A&M. Uh, Texas, Arkansas, NC State, Mississippi State, Missouri, Kentucky, Vandy, Colorado State. If you're an SEC football nut like myself, there are very, very intriguing matchups this week. I like the Texas-Arkansas um Game. I mean, Sam Pittman's second season. How does he take the momentum in his first season, carry it over to this season? And you're playing against first year Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian. They got talent, um, but again, he's still new there. And they get those guys on, um, you know, they get those guys at home in Arkansas. Listen, at night, those fans get, they get rowdy, man. It's a pretty loud atmosphere. So, uh, they got a chance to to knock off 15 ranked Texas. Um, they got some of the best, you know, receivers um, in in the league. So they got a chance, man. I, I hope I hope it's a good uh, environment uh, for sure. I think it will be. But go Texas, horns up. Going against all SEC teams this week. Uh, Texas is an SEC team. Not not officially. Not just yet. Not just yet. Uh, the Missouri Kentucky game is is must see TV seven thirty uh, on SEC Network. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. Um, that is really the that's the only uh, conference game. But everybody else is playing um, out of conference games. It's just really weird that South Carolina is going on the road to East Carolina. Just weird to me. It's weird that Florida's going on the road to South Florida. Usually those teams come to to you. And you play them at home, but um, they are going on the road. And then uh, also Texas, Texas A&M going to Colorado. But that's not the, the same uh, because Colorado is in the, uh, the Pac-12. Vanderbilt, Colorado State, 10 p.m. There's 0% chance you turn that football game on. Nope. Nope. Not watching that one. CBS Sports Network. What was that, streaming? No, that's that's an actual channel. That's a that's an actual channel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, ESPN two. Hold on, I don't see that on my TV. <laughs> if you got YouTube TV, it's on there. Really? Yeah. I don't know how your channels are aligned, 
But uh, it is a channel that you can have on your YouTube TV. Oh, there it is. CBS Sports Network. They play it on there right now. That's where Army plays all its games. Army with a big matchup against my boy Will Ignat in, in Western Kentucky tomorrow at 1130. Oh, my goodness. You know what's playing next on the CBS Sports Network? You, you see that? ACL Pro Shootout. Shooting some skeet. Uh, Colorado State, guess who they lost to last week? Who's that? South Dakota State. My goodness. 42 to 23. My goodness. Like, we were talking about Vandy UConn later in the year. Vandy, Colorado State. That's going to be a game of just funk. You're going to stink. You're going to stick around and, and watch. Watch them shoot skeet on uh, CBS Sports Network? Nah, man. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Swain so Event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design When I made the move to my own studio I was worried about this I was worried about that I was worried about Hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about That was office furniture Because office furniture outfitters Met my furniture needs With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. 
Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Check, 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 check. Omaha, orange barrel, chicken parmesan. Check, check. ACL here on the um, CBS Sports Network is cornhole. Cornhole, this is what they plan at 9 a.m. here shortly. That's the channel where Colorado State and Vanderbilt's going to play on tomorrow at 10. Whew. Boy. It is time for Attaboy. Highlighting positivity. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. 90 days, no payment for business internet. High quality fiber internet and voice. IrisNetworksUSA.com. Ben, you have today's Attaboy. Where are we going today? Uh, Yeah, sorry for the confusion on ACL. I saw a pro shootout. I thought it was guns and stuff. <coughs> My bad. Uh, I am Mr. Positivity. Thank you for, for mentioning that. I didn't. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm giving an attaboy to a very kind gentleman. If I can get to the tweet. Uh, on August 18th, Caleb Duncan paid for the purchases of a line of people because one person was struggling. He did this in a Dollar General store. And this article on The Leader, CovingtonLeader.com, says that Caleb Duncan didn't do it to be recognized. Quote, I was just coming in to get a few things, honestly. He committed one of the kindest deeds. I know where this Dollar General is. Uh, The... The manager of the Dollar General store at Highway 51 and Tracy Road in Atoka. Atoka is 
right across the highway from Munford, Tennessee, home of the great Johnny Jones, home of my grandparents, home of where my dad went to high school and was was raised in, in Munford, and my great-grandparents lived in Atoka, and uh, my parents got married at, at the church there in Atoka. So I love seeing Atoka on, on the map. Let's go, Atoka. I bet you've never even heard of Atoka. Nope. This is why I say... My grandparents live in Memphis, just outside of Memphis, because nobody knows, for the most part, where Atoka or Mumford <laughs> is. But that's where I spent a lot of my summers growing up. Got a whole lot of love in the world for, for that area of Tennessee. Uh, but this uh, Dollar General, right off the Highway 51 there in Atoka, uh, Taryn Fisher said, people pay it forward sometimes, but we've never seen it like that. Uh, during a quick stop at the store on August 18th, a customer in front of Caleb was struggling with paying for something. Uh, and onlooker Lou Wright said Caleb wanted to help. Caleb wanted to pay for her things, but he did not want to embarrass her. So he did something very kind and clever. Uh, there was a line behind me, and everybody had a few things, so I just told the lady to ring up everybody behind me, Caleb said. He said the man behind him in line seemed as if he were going to bow out of the gesture but Caleb wouldn't let him. I said, oh, no, it's going all the way back there. He planned on just paying and leaving, but Lou called up to him in the parking lot. I flagged him down as I was leaving and told him what a wonderful gesture that was, and I knew exactly why he did what he did. In fact, a man that was walking in witnessed what he did and proceeded to pay for the lady behind him. That's what it's all about, paying it forward, taking care of an entire line in in this Dollar General, so you wouldn't embarrass the one person that you were trying to help out and trying to pay it forward in the process. And what do you know? Somebody walking into the store did the same thing that you did. So this this is what it's what it's all about. Just the incredible act of, of kindness here from, from Caleb Duncan in good old Atoka, Tennessee. Yeah, that's a good one right there, man. That is a good one. You know who else deserves a, uh, an attaboy? Who's that? T.J. Watt, baby. Oh, yeah, man. The he got, highest he got paid. paid defensive player in the league, and he is worth every penny of his four-year extension worth more than $112 million, $28.003 million per year, $80 million guaranteed at signing. Ooh, woo, that Watt family is, is taken care of. But and, and to be real, to be serious, he, he gets an attaboy because this, this was my favorite part. Uh, T.J. Watt had not done team drills throughout training camp. He dressed out every day. It, it wasn't your typical holdout. It, it was he, – he showed up, he dressed out, he went through individual drills, and then he wouldn't go through team drills because he wanted to be there, but he was trying to hold out for a new contract. So it was kind of a, a weird holdout. But uh, he, he got tired of it. Uh, he, he overruled his agents who believed they could get more money. And uh, he marched into the office of Steelers president Art Rooney and told him they had a deal. Then the NFL's new highest-paid defensive player excused himself and announced he had to go work out. So he said, I'm tired of this. I, I just want to play football. We've got a deal. Just, just get it over with, and I'm going to go work out while you, while you work up the paperwork. I thought that was a really cool story. Deserves the money, man. 
one of the best defensive players in the league, should have already been a uh, league MVP at least one time. But uh, it, yeah, when you're going up against Aaron Donald, it's tough to win that award. But he's he's been great, man. He's been great during his time so far with the Steelers, certainly de- deserving of all that, that cheddar. Um, let's go to text box. For us, says Vandy and Carl State should never be on TV. I know. <laughs> John K., when is Washington State on? Uh, Washington State plays 6 p.m. tomorrow at home. So you can go to the game for $8. Since Jared got hurt, though, so I hope he's he's doing okay. This folks still obsessed with Jared. Uh, Pizza Mon says uh, Georgia has a COVID situation, missing the best offensive line, and JT Daniels is reportedly down. Do you trust Kirby uh, against UAB? Yes. No, yes, sir. sir. Collapse has begun. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I trust Kirby versus UAB because that defense is real. That defense is real. So. Georgia will have all their issues in the games that don't matter, and then they'll have everybody back against Florida, I'm it's, sure, it's and against the, Alabama. It's the games against Alabama, the SEC championship games and the national championship games in which I don't trust Kirby. Yeah. But kind of hard to hate on him right now when his, when his team goes out and dominates Clemson, who has, who has also been a dynasty the last decade. John K says he actually liked watching Pac-12. He says their quarterback, DeLar, is fun to watch. Was it a dig? Yeah, right, John K. He ain't said nothing about Pac-12 football and Washington State. None of the time you've texted in, you ain't said nothing about no DeLara. <laughs> but he says he needs a moment of silence. He has a birthday party brunch at 12, 15 on Saturday. Uh, sounds like you need to skip that birthday brunch. Or you just need to bring your phone. You just need to bring your phone, man. Watch, oh, it, yeah. watch, it, watch it on your phone. You know, I heard John K. had COVID. I heard he was sick. Really? I'm trying to give him an excuse to why he can stay home and watch the game, Swain. You're not helping. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Be careful. Better be careful reporting people with COVID when they don't have it. Uh, 865-255-03. Now, Ben is answering the phone, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the phone um, right quick, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll bring on Jeff Francis, former Tennessee quarterback, played 85 to 88, started 87-88, played for Johnny Majors. Man, he's coached a little bit. He's called games on the sideline for Vault Network. He's done a little bit of everything, played in the league. Uh, Jeff Francis right here in Knoxville. He's done a little bit of everything, so uh, we'll be joined. We'll be joined by him. So we'll just take a break, and when we, when we return, we'll be joined by uh, Jeff Francis, VFL, the Johnny Majors Classic this weekend, 12 p.m. Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I uh, can't wait to hear the stories from Jeff Francis about uh, Coach Majors and what this game means to him and what Coach Majors means to him. Uh, be right back, Swain Event. Thank you. 